With so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome back, guys, to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cupco. And yes. today, we're going to share with you some knowledge directly from our agency. And we, I have two experts with me, Chris and Andy. Well, one expert. One and a half expert. Okay. <laughs> so who's the half? <laughs> me. <laughs> I used to be an That's expert. That's why you have employees, to make you whole. Yes, exactly. Yes. I used to be an expert, and then I just slowly... Became that's, that's, lazy. That's how you know you have good. Don't employees. follow the trends anymore. <laughs> I basically just well read the newspaper, sit back, drink a coffee. That's uh, what a CEO does. <laughs> well, today's episode we're gonna take on the beauty industry. Yes. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so I know a lot about the beauty industry. Yes, clearly. Exactly. We know. You guys always want makeup before this done. Just so you guys know. <gasps> we didn't Behind do the that. Screens. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get powdered that. this time. I think next time uh, we have to. But just do we look shiny? <laughs> no. <laughs> do we look shiny? Oh my god, Andy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes, I want that on a. I want that on a loop. <laughs> okay. On a loop. No. Okay. Okay. Let's hit it. Let's so, hit it. what types of collaboration do you recommend that would fit a beauty industry or a beauty brand when they want to search for collaborations with agencies? Okay, so we're asking what should what kind of collaborations should they look for when mm-hmm. they're looking for an agency, beauty industry brands. Yes. So makeup and Yes. Clothing maybe also. Clothing. Does clothing fit in beauty? So clothing, skincare. But, yeah. Does ah, clothing, beauty doesn't clothing fashion, is not beauty, fashion, that's, that's fashion. fashion. Okay, beauty so we're talking about cosmetics, skincare, yeah, cosmetics, cosmetics, hair. Hair, yeah, hair products. Okay, so that's the category that we're in. Yeah. yeah. Um I think that uh, for the most part you need to find, okay, here's the thing. All agencies need to be super agile these days. That's like the given, the world is moving too fast. Mm-hmm. The beauty industry in particular has always been a sort of front runner. They're the, especially on social, they're the ones sort of doing a lot with influencer marketing before influencer marketing was really a big thing. They're more into the platforms getting there earlier because usually the beauty industry has younger customer bases. So they're usually ahead of the game. So you need an agency that is that is ahead of the game. And then you need an agency that is agile, can switch gears, can sort of tap into trends and go in, in those directions. That's yeah. sort of like one area that I think is really important. Yeah. Do you have anything? I mean, the only thing I would add is like, perhaps that agency should also be youthful and kind of closer to your target mm. audience. So it, it wouldn't hurt if you would have like maybe a few... Um, experts on the team maybe uh who have previous experience definitely yeah depending on your target gen z but i mean like you could also say that i think you also need an agency that not only is up on trends but also up on i would say like consumer insights like if it is a gen z thing knowing what is really important for gen z or if it's an older audience what is really important for the baby boomers or the gen xers so having some knowledge into what works on a macro level for the Mm -hmm. different uh, generations i think is also very important yeah yeah the only thing i would add you just like started my brain uh is basically like i think what's similar to like um uh, to fashion in beauty is that it's super trend driven Mm. so the agency that you're looking for potentially you should also have 
some sort of uh, personnel who's uh, taking up on trends and trend research and consumer behavior forecasting maybe because mm -hmm. that's uh, definitely going to be an advantage for casting so like actually casting people that are forecasting a forecasting they said forecasting <laughs> forecasting like, i'm not hiring. sure if i said that Sometimes you need someone who's really things. good at hiring people for photo shoots that also that yeah. wouldn't hurt mm -hmm. yeah they, actually that also helps like having that knowledge yeah um, I would say also YouTube is really important for the beauty industry. They've sort of dominated there, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and Instagram, Instagram yeah. TikTok, and TikTok. Just everywhere worldwide. Maybe not LinkedIn. Hopefully. Not yet. The Who biggest knows? beauty brands on we LinkedIn. We have tips. Stay tuned. <laughs> beauty on LinkedIn. How to look good for your Zoom meetings. But what do Actually, you guys think I've about... I've seen webinars like that. Really? And like, and yeah, also on LinkedIn, like how, how to look good on Zoom meetings. Oh. Like, you know, put... Which put angle? The, yeah, put the books under your computer. So, you know... Of course you've seen it. I mean, I didn't really engage with it because yeah, I, I didn't yeah. want anyone to see it, but I was just lurking around. You didn't use around. the tips? No, I'm too lazy to do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but do you guys think that they should go... Like, a, if, if I were beauty brand searching for agency should i just think uh okay go big or go home like concept or should i find a little bit more niche and selling on the auction market because no doubt that beauty is auction right when ah. when it comes when it's on digital should should i go for something more conceptual or should i go aim for sell i think you've got to do both yeah. i mean brand building is always important and does usually has to do with concepts that are about that and then you need those also that can run your Facebook ads and can actually drive to purchase. So is that the same agency? Usually not. It's rare that there's some agencies that can do both. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say they do exist. I think we do that quite well here. We have a, a good setup for doing both concept, bigger branding stuff, but also like nitty gritty tactical, mm -hmm. you know, Shopify stuff mm -hmm. or or Google ads or Facebook ads or whatever it is when it comes down to like lower funnel stuff. Well, yeah. this sums yeah. up perfectly what we're going to go into next. Like, how do we work with all our knowledge on this beauty, beauty industry? How do we work with beauty brands? We wear a lot know. of makeup, hang around, <laughs> no. we talk to people, <laughs> hire influencers just to do the work. No, but we definitely listen to people. Do we? Yeah. I don't listen. <laughs> Some sorry of us. i do i listen to people i swear i do some of us do yeah some, yes. some do we try to yeah yes, um do. but i think just one thing before we go into this to add um i think it's it's kind of interesting to see like the customer journey when it comes to beauty because it's one thing that you can drive you know online purchases but it's it's interesting to see how the consideration phase mm -hmm. still has that like strong in-store uh, aspect to it yeah so in in that sense like going conceptual we sometimes do that when when working uh, we we try to have a sort of conceptual angle into things and just to connect to the next question you asked i think we do that we actually try to focus on 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 being conceptual and and, and yeah i think you need concept in everything i think that that not even ads that are about sales need to have some concept that to go like a wink or a nod towards something and that gives you sort of it's going to work better in the feed because it's something that's like grabs you so everything needs some sort of concept um but in terms of more branding sort of like not trying to sell you this exact you know super long lasting mm. mascara 
it's more like, you know, your overall product portfolio or your overall approach to the world or, or whatever. Um, and then you were saying something really interesting, which I think is, is super smart, which is actually, there's a lot of brands that are drugstore only, or there's a lot of beauty brands that like, yeah, they would be only in the drugstore or online in some online drugstores. Um, and that's a, I think that's a different game than just, you know, online purchasing, even though I think that's happening a ton more. And I think you have brands like Kylie and, and yeah. those that have just only been mm-hmm. online. And I think it's, we're going to come to a world where that is the case and you're going to need social agencies. And also pl- the platforms are sort of leveling up to do this as well to say, you know, you're uh, using AR filters to try exactly. on the makeup. Mm. You're not necessarily going down to the store. And also with Corona times, that's also been like a massive sort of yeah. push in that direction. And I think more and more consumers won't even try on the makeup. They won't even go down to the drugstore anymore. I'm not even sure if it's actually still a low to try on makeup now. It is. Is it? It is. That's there's stupid. Test, I think, yeah. So, that's so stupid. Some, some places there is test. What? I, I definitely think so. Should be, I think it should be banned. But maybe by it now. depends on which products, though, because I remember start of Corona going to a May test or something mm-hmm. like that. They would, they would just pack up their tests so there won't ah. there won't be tests available. But maybe it's it's. You can swatch it on your arm, right? Like that's yeah, about exactly. It. Yeah, that's yeah, about that's it, so. that's better. Yeah, you, you spray and it, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then swatch it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think it's super interesting what you're saying mm-hmm. is like how it's being like kind of substituted. So like. Um, brands and also the platforms as you mentioned are working towards this like more digital space and like i think we've we've seen was it last year or before that when we've seen uh, when we've seen some air filters even rolling out on youtube that were yeah. paired with specific um, makeup tutorial videos yeah. mm-hmm. so the viewers could like right away try on the makeup that was presented to yeah. them in the video i think absolutely it was, it was amazing it's yeah so and you can run facebook ar ads as well yeah. now so if you have a product where you want to show it off it makes perfect sense to run that and i think we're seeing that's how brands are going to have to shift most of their not most but a large percent of their budget to social ads social media content influencers to try the products on show it um and then also and it's probably spend less on drugstore sort of marketing and things Mm -hmm. like that so definitely yeah Yeah. but uh that leads perfectly into whether you think there's there's some more platforms or some more somi trends that's worth jumping tapping more into in 2024 for the beauty industry also in the life of corona maybe like it it has been a, a shift in behavior yeah. for yeah. many industries and customers and consumers i mean i think in, with many of the trends especially beauty brands are they definitely jumped on the trends already. I think what we can see across our client portfolio is that like beauty brands are typically moving super fast, mm-hmm. um, which I'm usually super happy to see uh, because it's super fun to work with these brands, um, with all brands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think what's what's super interesting to see now is, for example, one of the trends that I can see um, emerging is how the um, the platform of Instagram is changing with guides now, for example. So now, oh, yeah. for example, you can put out product guides and not yeah. only just like, you know, try them, but you can maybe try to implement a little bit more of storytelling maybe um, around specific uh, palettes or, or specific collections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, is reels, of course. But um, I think that's kind of just like on, along the same line as TikTok yeah. is. But I think the guides is really interesting. Yeah. Because that's exactly in 
the makeup category, like here, here's a tutorial on how to put on something. So I think that that's something that, like I said, the platforms are sort of adapting to mm-hmm. those things, like with the AR filters and also the guides. And then there was that one platform, actually, Curdy on our team did a video about it. There was like, there's a specific platform that was built by Google that was only for beauty. It's a social media platform that's only for beauty. Do you remember what this was called? No, but I, I have remember. No idea. I recall what you're talking Curdy about. Curdy on our team made the video. It's on, it's on Instagram. Instagram. It's, it's, it's on, Instagram. on our TikTok. Well, our Instagram's having a little bit of problems right now, which we could talk Why? about. Oh my God. We got deactivated somehow. Deactivated? Yeah, like our Instagram just went. Who hacked us? Well, Ari. <laughs> Ari on our team was using it, and then she was like, all of a sudden, uh, it's gone. What? And then we're like, what is going on? So. We like we got on Facebook. We of course like messaged Facebook and yeah. said, "What's up? The hell is going on here?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, you've broken our community guidelines." What? And we're like, what? What? "What? With what? Yeah, with what?" I'm like, "This is insane." Did somebody report us or I am, is there about any- what? <laughs> All this digital. Was there content? any nudity in our content, Andy? <laughs> Not as I know of. I don't know what we did, but uh, okay, weird. So speaking of platforms, shop loop. Yes. Yes. What trends and platforms should a beauty should beauty yes. brands? So tap if you're a beauty brand, it? make sure you're taking a look at Shoploop from Google. Why? I have why I have no idea if it's doing any good, but it essentially it was a platform that was built specifically for beauty brands and beauty influencers. Uh, it's run by Google, and you can basically go in and and also shop for the product at the same time. So it's it's kind of like their answer to Instagram, but only for beauty sounds like uh Very google niche. plus <laughs> google palette google plus palette yeah. for those makeup fanatics i mean i don't know like are there many users on it i have no idea cool. it's probably dead already yeah i never heard of it <laughs> i mean i heard about it once <laughs> shop, shop, nah. shop loop, shop loop yeah. guys yeah. this is a pitch for shop loop shop loop send us money spots <laughs> okay it's not an ad um, I don't know if this is too specific, but um, have you guys seen any shifts in uh, client behavior on the beauty industry, beauty brands, this past year? Oh, I, I do see one. I think mm-hmm. I think um, with um, with rising um, cultural tension, is that the right word? Yeah, or like right way to put it. Yeah, what do you I mean? think I think there's a lot of tension in our culture now, and especially in younger audiences. Yeah. And I think um, I think there are a few shifts around values, mm. and and what values brands need to stand for and how they need to communicate about uh, those. Okay. So I think what a lot of uh, makeup brands are starting to do is focus more and more on 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 purpose branding and on on CSR stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's one shift that I see, and I think I wouldn't necessarily say that it's just started to happen now. It's happening for quite a while, but I think. Um, the follower brands have done that and, and some of the uh, following brands or follower brands are doing it now mm-hmm. still. So the leader brands have sort of yeah, been uh, at I the beginning. Say, yeah, sorry. That's what and then the follower brands are sort of yeah. now taking on the CSR mantle. Exactly. And when we say CSR, I think that also goes down to the, the sort of demographics or the trends. And we see that Gen Z in particular is very much into climate change, mm-hmm. very much into social justice, very much into you know, wronging the rights of, of sort of the past racial injustices or cultural injustices. And I think that's, if you're a brand that wants to play in that zone, I think 
it's extremely important that you understand those and understand your role that you can play. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, actually, from a beauty standard standpoint, also we see, actually with a couple of different customers, not just in beauty, but like this sort of challenging the norms of fitting in or challenging the norms of beauty standards and challenging the norms of, I think, like what it means to fit in or what it means to be yourself. Yeah. I think like that is a, a big sweeping change in the industry right now or all many different industries. And that's not just in, in beauty. I think that's in everything. I think that everybody wants to be more like an individual and to stand out and to make their own way in the world. Yeah. And if they want to be transgender, they can be transgender. If they want to be homosexual, they can be homosexual. If they want to, you know, uh, climb Mount Everest, they can climb Mount Everest. Like everybody's got these sort of choices in the world now. And that's permeating through everything. That's right? so funny to think about that. Like, I'm, I'm not sure, but do you remember like when you were like kind of like a teenager and you could like just walk into, for example, a bar or whatever, and then like teenager no okay <laughs> over 18 but like kind of you look, never you, went to any she's actually never been to a bar but you you could kind of like you could kind of like look around and you could see like which groups were listening to certain types of music mm. just based on how they were you know dressed right yeah, i yeah. think that was yeah, super yeah, interesting yeah, the emo see. crew yeah. the yeah. rap crew the yeah crew, yeah the yeah. punk crew the rockers yeah. the yeah. the rap ones that doesn't yeah. exist anymore Not yeah it really. doesn't exist anymore. everyone listens to everything yeah. yeah and it's also super like mixed up i think i think one of the shifts is that um things are just becoming so you know culture is so fluid now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the lines are kind of blurred and genre just mixed right so you yeah. have to adapt as a brand to all those and to accommodate that shift yeah yeah, and every brand is going through that right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, but do you guys recommend every brand to jump jump on this? Do you think it's a that's the way to from go? From a CS or? like CSR, yeah. I think that every brand needs a purpose. I think yes. actually what we've purpose seen branding. is that, like, the companies. It's also working from a hiring perspective. So, from a marketing mm-hmm. perspective, it's working well, um, and you could say that it sells goods. Um, there was a big, uh, you know, when Nike did the Colin Kaepernick thing, yeah. we actually had a podcast two years ago or a year and a half ago about this. But, you know, there was a funny, I think, post on the internet about how Nike's really gone into the the Black Lives Matter movement and they're doing this thing with Colin Kaepernick and, and the sort of CSR thing. And at the same token, though, they are, you know, funding certain politicians and certain things in certain states that actually don't align with that purpose. So, and that might be like legacy stuff that they have to get rid of, but it sort of shows, I think there's the insidious side or the, the sort of dark side of, of the CSR thing is that it does sell product Mm. and it does like position you in a certain way. And that can be seen as just marketing fluff. Um, but I think, brands like Patagonia and brands that are really like living and dying by their purpose. I think we're going to see more and more brands take that stand and say, this is how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that can only be a good thing because we need more of that. Yeah, I completely agree. More ballsy approach to it. Yeah. Patagonia is one of my favorite brands lately. Have you seen that also? uh, They actually um, embodied their, uh, their new kind of like call to action in, in their latest, um, collection and they were yeah. like kind of like encouraging everyone to go and vote yeah in the states mm, yeah 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 they're always but vote a certain a way yeah that was interesting as well <laughs> they weren't just saying like vote they were saying vote a certain way i think they kind of took like a 
which is, which is, you have to, I mean, if you're a brand that's about climate change or you're a brand yeah. that's about certain things, you kind of can't play on the fence. Yeah. Like, you don't so always kinda, have a choice. And they put their money where their mouth is and yeah. just said like, this is where we stand. Yeah. Um, it's really gutsy. Like yeah. I gotta say like, cause you really draw a line in the sand mm. and you might, if a company as big as Patagonia, like, could you honestly say that every one of your employees feels that way? Like that's a, I don't think so. Yeah. Like they probably no. can't. So what do you do about that? And I think that's, uh, that's a big challenge that I think brands are going to have to face. Uh, corporations are going to have to face. Like, how do you, you know, how do you accommodate? Cause we also yeah. want to accommodate diversity and thought, which is, you know, potentially someone that, you know, works at Patagonia that doesn't believe climate change is as simple as that. Or, you know what I mean? So they need that diversity of voices and diversity of, and then they still also need to take a stand. It's it's yeah. very because when you're passionate about it's something, very tricky. You kind of attract the same kind of profiles, and yeah. then yeah. maybe it will just be kind of a one big box and one of the same genre, right? Over time, because then that the diversity will kind of just like be pushed yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. So it's a really weird place that we're in, where we're like championing diversity, mm. but we're also champ championing like you know taking a stand on something. Mm. And those things coming together, those are going to be where the brands, corporations, will have the biggest struggles in the next few years, I think. Hard question, but yeah. how do you think they can capitalize on that? Then? Well, Even though it's a challenge, uh, but do you see just <laughs> I think, on the get-go, is there anything they could uh, do to capitalize? I think yes. if they are just true to their mm. brand, that's probably the easiest way and also the hardest to do. I think knowing what your brand stands for and then being true to that, um, I think on the long term that will always pay out because that will attract people who, who want to wear a brand or who want to be yeah. asso associated with the with brand. Certain statement yeah. because yeah. the brand is a statement also. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're going to have two parts. You're going to have brands that actually go anti-movement and say we're not political. Mm -hmm. We're actually like, or or we're not looking at this we're just peanut butter like you know what i mean there'll be brands that are like fuck it we're just peanut butter <laughs> let's leave politics out of peanut butter please yeah right so you will have brands that actually go sort of that and that will be countercultural, and they'll capitalize on that because they are countercultural, and they'll just say like it's just peanut butter guys do we really need to talk about gender inequality mm. <laughs> surrounding smooth or crunchy like smooth. it's an equal opportunity world people if yeah. you want to eat crunchy eat crunchy mm. if you want to eat smooth eat smooth it's up to you yeah so the if jiffy's listening or any of the major peanut brands want to oh. jump in on this concept give me a call <laughs> nobody does but i think you know i think there'll be brands that go countercultural yeah. that will actually capitalize on it in that way mm -hmm. and then i think there'll be brands that will capitalize on it the other way and say okay we are only for this yeah we're going to niche down and only be about whatever this audience yeah, yeah climate change or gender inequality or diversity or uh politics mm -hmm. or whatever realm they want to play with yeah yeah so yeah, we'll I see agree. them both and they'll gain an audience that way right so mm -hmm. it'll really you know, it'll really separate, which is good. Like you always want to target the right people that buy your products. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to, to do that. Right. Yeah, definitely. How do, um, 
how do brands navigate in all these kind of trends when I'm a beauty brand? How do I localize what uh, what trends is worth jumping onto? And how do I just get an overview of what's best suited for my brand? That's a good question. I think like... Because it's a jungle. Really, I mean, so yeah, it is a jungle. jungle. Like, it, it's yeah. an auction market. There's so many brands out there, not only yeah. just beauty, but you know, every brand is kind of trying to yeah. grab your audience, right? Yeah. I think one one thing that I always come down when it comes to, for example, uh, brand positioning is mm-hmm. kind of trying to identify those white spaces, like what are the others doing and what you want to do, and where is that white space that you could fit into. Like if if every other brand is is doing X and they're doing it in 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 another way, then how could you you know take a other approach to mm-hmm. to that? Or or are you even like destined to go that way? Because I think there are some some brands who are maybe a little bit more playful. And for example, jumping on a CSR or political trend is is not even necessarily like the right decision for them. However. Um, I think as audiences are becoming more and more uh, mature um, and and political, I think brands also have to kind of like, you know, decide if they want to grow with them or if they don't want to grow with them. And and I think if you, yeah, I think this comes down to just like brand positioning and and knowing what you want and and having a sort of overview of, of your strategy. And yeah. I think it's also about listening to your community a lot. Mm. Um, they can capitalize on what are their fans doing. So they can already look at sort of if they're doing any sort of social listening or if they're lo- doing any sort of data. And I think also big data is going to play a big part in this because so, mm-hmm. you'll be able to crunch sort of what are is our community saying, our followers, how what are they posting about? And you can sort of start getting some, like you said, some white spacing, you'll be able to find like where you fit within that. Mm. Yeah. So I think big data is going to help out big time in understanding what is our community liking and what is, you know, what's the potential there. So they'll be able to, to crunch that and get out, you know, beep, beep, beep. okay, this is what you should look at. Um, we've also done a lot of work with the cultural codes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So looking at sort of, that's the movement of language in some ways, like, what does how does how do people talk about something over time and where do they you know where are the fringe areas of that that might become mainstream and sort of so if you're a brand that wants to be ahead of the curve in some ways looking at sort of how people are talking about something now and then what's existing in the fringes and just keeping track of okay is that moving even more popular are we getting more mentions of that in social media are we getting is it growing and if you and if you see those trends you can say all right let's now's the time it's not quite mainstream if you look at sort of innovation curves they're always a bell curve and you have the early yeah. adopters and then you have mainstream and then laggards mm-hmm. who are later you can kind of figure out okay our brand is more of a maybe a mainstream brand so we want to hit this when it is about to be mainstream. Yeah. So you can kind of start to gauge that stuff. It's a lot of freaking work. Mm. And I would say most brands can't get it right, yeah. right. But if you start working with it over time. It's worth investing. Yes, exactly. And over time, using those sort of tools, you can get into it better. And yeah. then you'll sort of be able to capitalize on it. Yeah. But it does come down to knowing your brand extremely well. Who are we about? What is our purpose? What do we stand for? Yeah. If you know that, then 
should be fairly easy ish good to know yeah and i yeah. think if i think this was like kind of like the branding side but if you if you are thinking about more like what we see on like the tactical side i think the best advice is always to like keep experimenting mm -hmm. keep trying things out if there is reels now happening try to you know adopt it try to figure out best practices try to figure out how new features work try to figure out already how you can maybe turn um, guides into something valuable for your brand and for your potential customers instagram guides yeah instagram yeah. guides and and all that i think yep let's uh, finish up with one uh, last question nays and yes in agency and beauty brand collaboration nays and yes, <laughs> yes like what to do and what not to do yeah. from the brand side or from the agency side like what not to do if you're an agency working with beauty you can you can each take a role um okay you uh -huh. take the okay. okay so I can i'll be the... on the brand side and you'll be on the agency uh, side okay uh, okay that's hard but let's see if we yeah. can pull it off um i think a yay that you should definitely do if you're an agency and want to work with um, a beauty brand is um aim for very close collaboration that's a good yay cool. uh and uh okay so now i'm on the brand side <laughs> <laughs> to like put myself what in that to role <laughs> what to do um i would say i'm going to take the positive um Definitely. spend lots of money no i think that um here's the thing a lot of corporate brands and beauty brands uh, especially are trend-based and there means that they're forecasting and they're their money or their like how much they want to spend is often delayed. So strategy comes a lot later and it slows down everything. So I would say part of your operations as a brand, you should make sure you have your forecasting and money sort of better so that you don't like always stumble at the end of the year mm -hmm. or the first part of the year and you're kind of like hit the ground running. You want to be prepared. Yes. Yeah. I would say that's uh, that's a key. Yeah, I think if it comes down to a nay um, on the agency any, side, of <laughs> no, I think there are definitely. I think if you're an agency and you want to work with a beauty brand, I think be extra careful with the team you put on the mm -hmm. account, uh, and make sure that the team is fitting well and is highly interested and driven in um, in succeeding with uh, the specific client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the brand side experiment with platforms and if you're experiencing a large growth in certain areas don't spill the water <laughs> uh -huh. um, you paid for this uh, the company paid for it i don't, I don't pay for anything cut <laughs> the company paid uh, somewhat i paid um okay what was i saying okay yay do experiment with different platforms and see and put you know examine where you're experiencing growth and don't be afraid to go in that area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. One last. So, come on, One yay. last. One last from you. Okay. Come on, Khan. I, I'm going to focus on a yay then. Um, I think from an agency side, when it comes to working with beauty brands, um, focus on trend forecasting and, and don't be afraid to challenge your, your client and sometimes... Um, sometimes drive them and help them to excel at things even if they uh, wouldn't necessarily um, 
want you to take a broader perspective on a case for example but mm -hmm. if you see potential in it be brave be bold and and and, yeah. uh, and still bring it up yeah consult and spare with yes them. yeah uh brand side yay do tap into your community content beauty is insane the amount of fans that beauty brands have mm -hmm. that are just out there creating content with your products is nuts yeah it's it's a mountain so do that go into your community find those who are already super fans support them do what you can collaborate with them you will win big time in that agree cool. should we do a little sum up you guys have to help me with the what we talked about with this in this episode right yeah so we talked about uh that it's really beauty brands is really nice to have collaborations with as agency because they are typically trend trend-based yeah. and uh, want to move jump on the new trends and super easy and fast to fast to to go right yep and then um we work with them by doing strategy stuff concepting but still nitty-gritty stuff like doing the actual posting or yeah, yeah uh, technical stuff yeah and then uh, we have seen some shifts in client behavior over the past year also due to corona yeah yeah because it, it is challenging times and it forces especially with drugstore brands that yeah. can't necessarily be in the drugstore like testing and stuff so mm -hmm. they had to shift budgets and yeah do and things we, differently and we talked about this cultural shift and brands taking a stand or yep. how do we capitalize how do how do they navigate and then chris had a point of contrapoints like a brand could go contra all this cultural change and just be them without reflecting on all this they politics can, yeah and take There's a stand one way on to that. go yeah or one or the other way is just go big or go home right just get the big statement out yes we draw are, a line in the sand we are against x <laughs> yeah yz yeah. i don't know what those things are but or we stand with mm -hmm. or we stand that's better it's better to be not against something but standing for yeah. something that's a good tip for you guys out yeah. there if you're doing and csr I, type stuff definitely. it's better to stand for something than to be against something it's more positive yeah that's a good point yeah and then the nays and yay section just talk for itself it's quite uh, they were you were sharp on those so listen at the end <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly cool cool thank All you right. guys for listening thank you guys so much for listening at home don't thank forget you. to subscribe hit review. that like button smash that like button uh review rate us don't review us actually we just like a rating <laughs> four stars maybe three stars maybe five, five. Maybe stars. five stars um anything just do that and we will see you guys the next time what are we talking about next time Next time we can talk uh, if if this popular if, if this episode is popular we can do a little uh, farm another maybe. industry yeah, pharmaceutical industry pharmaceutical maybe we can do that so um, this is a test be agile guys and we'll see you on the social <laughs> media sucks podcast we have a, a uh, oh Christmas episode next time we should talk about uh, holiday social media marketing then. Yeah. Okay, we've just been. Yeah. We've, this is how agile we are, folks. We're changing the episode. Next episode is about occasion marketing. Yeah. Okay. Occasion in social. Black Friday. We just had that. Mm -hmm. Hope you guys got some good deals. Valentine's I did. Day. I did too. Valentine's Christmas, Day, holiday, Christmas, Pumpkin Day, everything. Hot Dog Day. Penguin Day. day. <laughs> Any well, of those days. Stay tuned and listen with us when we uh, talk about occasion marketing. Peace out. See you guys next time. See ya.
This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.